You're listening to the Burn Youth Podcast. We hope this message encourages and challenges you to live for Jesus. Let's get into it. All right, all right. This, this me being up here, is very, very unusual. Um, if you'd asked me 12 months ago to get up here and preach in front of you, I would have said, na, 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 na. But we're going to give it a go. But I need your help tonight, youth. Does that sound good? I need your amens. I need your noise. I want to hear you. We don't want to stay silent down there. Awesome. Now, we've been going through the I am statements at youth and at church, if you've been around. And I have the privilege tonight to share with you the I am anthem, as I like to call it. Um, my sister's going to hate me f- saying this phrase, but the creme de la creme of the I am's, and that is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Who believes that tonight? Yeah? Cool, cool, cool. All right. Turn your Bibles to John 14, starting at verse 1. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know where I'm, and you know the way where I am going. No, we do not, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus told him, I am the way the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would have known who my Father is. Oh, and if and from now on you do know me and you do and you have seen him. There, 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 tongue twist. Now I love this statement because it really can become a declaration for the way that we live our lives, right? He's portraying in this In this verse, the way in which we should live and act and respond through his spirit to salvation. And youth tonight, we're we're going to be going through and discovering the way in which Jesus is our way. And not, not just the way as in when you give your life to God and you accept him as um your Lord and Savior, which is totally important and it's totally relevant, but also the way we leave live each and every day of our lives, right? Your direction, your purpose, and your salvation is only possible through Jesus. God seeks to dwell within your hearts and he he wants to know you intimately. That includes all of your guilt, all of your shame, all all of the things that you usually would hide from God. He wants to know about it and he can transform your life in a moment, in one single moment. Now I'm going to share with you a story of, of a dude in the Bible who, who this happened to. He, he encountered one moment with God and his entire life changed. And this is the story of Saul. And many of you would know Saul as becoming Paul eventually. But in this, in this verse, he, he's still Saul. Now Saul was a pretty bad dude. He was a persecutor of Christians and he was, he was hated. He was very untrusted um, at the time. And in this particular story, he's actually on a mission to go and kill Christians. He's actually on a mission to go and kill Jesus's disciples. Um, he goes to the high priest and he gets permission to arrest anybody who says that they're a follower of the way. And so we pick up in Acts 9, 
verse 3. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you? Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The man, the men with Saul stood speechless, for they had heard a voice but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. His companions led him by hand to Damascus, and there he remained blind for three whole days and did not eat or drink a thing. Oofed. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah. Legally blind. Not legally blonde, legally blonde. When we do not follow the life God has laid out for us, when we haven't, even before we've entered into that relationship with God, we are spiritually blinded. We are spiritually blind, blind to his goodness, his mercy, his love, right? We're blind to his active presence within our lives. We lack direction when we should be walking beside Jesus, we're blind to Jesus. Turn to a friend and say, beside, not blind. That's it, that's it. Saul's removal of his blindness or his blindfold set him on a path of God. And we'll get to that scripture a little bit later, but he was he, he ended up being baptized. He became an active disciple of God. And why? Because his direction in life had changed. He'd encountered the way. Saul was blinded not as an act of judgment from God, but instead of divine grace. God picked him up out of his situation of darkness and placed him on the right path. He was spiritually and physically lost. It took Saul to become the blindness in which he'd been living in, to actually experience what it was like to see nothing and to see complete darkness to truly appreciate what it's like to live and understand God's grace. Young people, sometimes it takes getting lost for us appreciate to appreciate being found. Sometimes it takes getting lost to appreciate being found. And I'm going to tell you a bit of a story about me. Now, when I finished up school, I pretty much had no clue what I wanted to do. Anybody in the same boat? Anybody finishing up? No, I didn't want to. Yeah, right. Okay. I didn't want to go straight into uni because I didn't want to pick the wrong degree. I didn't want to do something for four years and then completely regret it. I didn't want to go into work because I didn't want to get bored of the same job for for a long period of time. And and during this period, I prayed a lot to God. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I think I need a bit of a break, but I'm not really sure. And in the end, I ended up going, uh, I had a gap year. So I took a, a year off. I worked, but I also decided it would be a fantastic idea as timid, shy, 18-year-old Tegan thought was a good idea to do is to travel solo for three months to Europe. Now, not only was, can you imagine, quiet Tegan, um, but not only was I this, this shy, timid little, little child, I'm still little, but little child, I have absolutely no sense of direction. And I mean, this hasn't improved since then, but it's still, it's still relevant. I, I 
Google Maps is my friend. Honestly, when that blue dot is not moving, I'm irritated. It's like, yeah, it's not happening. It's not happening. But on this trip, I'm just going to tell you one. There's a lot that happened on this trip. There's a lot, there's a lot of stories. But I'm just going to highlight one point um, tonight. And there was one time where I was in Rome with about five or six um, girls. And I'd only met them like a couple of days before. But we were on a tour and we were tripping around Rome and we decided to verge away from the rest of our group. <laughs> Real smart idea. But we decided to verge off from the rest of our group because our guide had told us about these gardens, these, these incredible gardens that were on the other side of the city. And we decided it would be a fantastic idea to go and find them. Anything for that Instagram photo op, am I right? But we decided to go and find them. And lo and behold, we got lost for six hours post when we were supposed to be back at the pickup spot. Uh, it was complete pitch black darkness and we ended up being picked up on the side of the road by our by our tour guides. We didn't even make it home. We just gave up. We just sat there and we're like, nah, you gotta come get us. But while while we were on our travels there, we we ended up in this very rural place in Rome. And I I didn't know this, but part of well at least this part that we ended up in, like nobody spoke any English. It looked like a ghost town desert land like there was nothing and the only person that we could find was this one lady who ran a cafe there and we walked up to her and we were trying to like I mean I don't know Italian but trying to like gesture some form of like please show us the way like give us directions where's a taxi uh uber question mark like anything and she was just not getting it she was just she was just looking at us blank face she was like i don't know what you're talking about we ended up having to give her one of our phones and be like can you like call someone for us she she called someone she definitely called someone and for about 20 minutes she just sat on the phone and i'm pretty sure she was just phoning a friend phoning a relative like she was just chatting for 20 minutes having a good old time laughing italians well i say they were yelling but i think it's just how they talk but she was yelling she was she was having a grand old time and we got we got to the end of her her conversation with this person and i basically know nente is that right nothing that means nothing in italian i know i know basically nothing in italian i'm just saying but uh, what i do know is that taxi in italian is taxi and not once did i hear any vague phrase or any, any indication that she said the word taxi on this phone call so i was like nah she's she's not give us she's not helping us out and she ended up she got off this phone call and she she looks at us and she says in english no no taxis come here like we we've, we've never had taxis here like they don't come all the way out here and then turned around and walked away i was like cool dude cool dude and i tell you this story because yeah just just dwell in that the end part has no point but it's funny i tell you <laughs> i tell you this story because we got lost because we didn't know what we were following if we taken time to potentially learn italian know how to read a map uh notice our surroundings or even listen to what our guide's advice was of don't go um we probably wouldn't have been lost for six whole hours but how often young people do we do this to god how often do we do we ignore what he has to say? How often do we not read our Bibles? How often do we ignore the God moments in our life? Now, like Saul, it only takes a moment with God to completely transform us and reconfigure 
what we see. Paul was... Hang on, hang on, hang on. I've lost, I lost, I lost my moment. I lost my page here. No direction, no direction, no direction. All right, scratch that. How often do we do this to God? We're going to backtrack. You just, you didn't hear any of that. <laughs> we don't bother to, to learn about who he is. We don't bother to listen to him. We don't bother to keep up with, with our spiritual lives. And we keep adding blindfold after blindfold to separate us from what God has for us, right? And yet we still expect for God to give us direction and we still expect for God to give us provision and we still expect God to answer every prayer when we're not willing to listen back, right? We walk beside, that's not walking beside Jesus. That's blind to Jesus. Jesus doesn't stop being your way and your source of direction once you become saved. It's a continuation through life. It's a forever commitment. Like Saul, in his moments of weakness, he, he declares that God is his provider and his strength. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. By remaining on your own way and not Jesus' way, you are allowing the things of this world to tempt you and to rob you and to distract you of God's plan. If we continue on that passage that we read before, God appears to a man by the name of Aeneas in a vision. Now, Aeneas was a man of God. He was, he was a follower of Jesus. And God tells this man to go find Saul and pray for him and pray healing over him. Sometimes, young people, God is going to ask you to do things that are uncomfortable to you. And you're just going to be like, nah, I don't want to do that. But he's got a better plan in store. Am I right? Now, Aeneas actually said to God, please don't make me go. This man is cruel. This man kills your people. He's killed my brothers and sisters in Christ. Why do I have to go and, and pray for this guy? But God responds. If we, if we look at Acts 9 uh, from verse 15, it says, but the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So Aeneas went and found Saul. He laid hands on him and he said, Brother Saul, Lord Jesus, who appeared on the road, has sent me so that you may re might regain your sight. Bit of a rhyme. And, he fill and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and he was baptized. His blindfold was lifted. A lifetime of sin and shame and guilt lifted off him in a moment. With his eyes opened again, he, he was saved from not only his physical blindness, but also his spiritual blindness too. He saw truth. And like Saul, we are never too far from God to be saved. We are never too far from God to be saved. Like Saul, it only takes a moment with God for him to completely, completely transform us and reconfigure what we see, right? Saul became such a different man after that moment that even when he went and saw the disciples in Damascus, they were all like, 
oh, we don't, we don't trust this dude. Like he's completely different. Like, are we sure that we're gonna, like maybe he's just tricking us because it was such a dramatic change that it could only have been God in that moment. Jesus died for us to have relationship with him, to walk beside him and not blind to him. Turn to a friend and say, beside, not blind. God will never place you or build you up into a place that you cannot handle. Paul or Saul at the time could not remove his blindness on his own. He required God's spirit and an active relationship with him for it to occur. God is with you always, young person. For some of us, we know and we understand the importance of of who God is and we we pray prayers to Him asking for direction and I don't know what I'm doing, but we become so caught up in asking God which way that we never get up, we never go, we never go forward. Would you say to God tonight, young person, that you are actively walking His plan for your life? Yes, you might attend youth, but you've stopped bringing friends. Yes, you read your Bible, but it's only when your hubs leader in hubs time has asked you to read out a verse. Yes, you might you might pray, but it's only when it's like shopping list prayer and, and, and your youth leaders asked you to. You say you're saved, then why young person are you still sitting in your grave? Saul got up and he went. He was a chosen instrument just like you and he went. Never did Saul say, God, please put those scales back on my eyes. This, this version of life is horrible. I don't want to live this way. No, he knew that the life of following God was the only way. He knew that the life of following God was the only way. Aeneas got up. He got up and he went, a man who despised Saul. He, he was so against going and, and praying healing over this man, yet he knew that he was following God's way and he knew that God's way was better than what he thought. He went. If your life of following God is always a tomorrow plan, it's never going to become today's reality. God's plan is not a down the line. It's not a later in life. It's not a, it's not a when I grow up, it's now, it's now. So I say to you tonight, who is the one that you would say guides your way? Where do you find your truth? And when young person, are you going to decide to live? Who here has blindfolds to remove just as Saul? Who here has guilt and shame to surrender to God? And who here is willing to humble themselves at the feet of the Lord and surrender all? Who here has been hoping and praying for something or or praying for direction when all it takes is a moment with Jesus, but it's what you do after that moment that counts. It's time to walk beside Jesus, with Jesus, and not blind to Jesus. Thanks for tuning in to the Burn Youth Podcast. To stay in the loop, follow us on Instagram at Burn Youth. See you next time.